Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Content warning. In today's episode, we're discussing a film that touches on sexual violence, including rape, racism and suicide. If those are things that you find uncomfortable, this isn't probably the episode for you. Sorry. That is, of course, on top of our usual strong language and adult humour thing that we do at the start. Start. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't start this one. <laughs> I've pressed record now, though. Oh, you, okay. Yeah. Uh, Here we go. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Welcome to Educating Georgia, the podcast in which I'm forcing Georgia to watch 100 films. Before I die. And then I'm going to kill you. Ah. That's what happens at the end of the 100th Oh, episode. I see. I'm just going to slit your throat. But then we can't be friends. Oh, tragic. <laughs> Wow. I thought it was going to be a joke about how, how I had to survive long enough, but no, my death is imminent. I see. Uh, I'm Steph. I know films. I'm Georgia. I don't know film. You know two film. I know, I know two film. You've seen two films now. That's the whole... Yep. Film. I two film. <laughs> We're on the third episode, uh, or the Holy Ghost of Podcasts. Because religious, yep. Yep. Father, Son, and the Holy <laughs> yeah, Ghost. Yeah, it was a clever joke, Trinity. I think. Yep. Wasn't. Three, well done. <laughs> <laughs> Triangles. <laughs> Last week we watched The Princess Bride, which you loved. I did. You thought it was very fun. <laughs> I liked it. It was nice. It made me feel warm and fuzzy. Uh, you're not going to feel warm and fuzzy after this one, yep, I imagine. Yep, didn't think so. We're watching three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. I remember vaguely this coming out. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. 2017. I... I know, because it was the first year I watched every Oscar-nominated film. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember seeing the advert, and I remember thinking that might be the kind of film that I would watch. Okay, so... But I didn't. You didn't? No. I don't often go to the cinema. Um, and I just sort of missed it, and I was just like, oh, well, I'll wait. And then I kind of forgot about it. And here we are. <laughs> well, it's convenient. It's in a way. very convenient. I didn't see it, indeed. <laughs> so, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri is a black comedy drama written by Martin McDonough and directed by Martin McDonough. It stars Francis. Good. I'm going to one day get through this bit without stumbling over my yeah. words. One day. <laughs> it stars Francis McDormand, Woody Harrelson, and one of my two favourite actors, Sam Rockwell. I think I'm going to recognise Woody Harrelson. Well, you've talked about Cheers last week. Yeah, was he in Cheers? Hey! <laughs> I'm surprised it says comedy. I. It is an interesting tone. Okay. I think it works. It's of McDonald's films, it's probably the least comedic. It's right. far lo- It's far darker than the other. I was going to say, given the subject, because I know it's, something happens to a girl and her mum's like, why haven't there been arrests? And then puts up the billboards to like poke the police. Yeah, it's, um, the premise is simple. The premise is simple? <laughs> I've got it written down for you, I can read you my oh, good. synopsis. Oh good, do you want to know the synopsis? Am I not going to get confused? I think, no, you'll get confused. <laughs> good. <laughs> so, after months have passed without a culprit in her daughter's murder case, Mildred Hayes makes a bold move, painting three signs leading into her town, with a controversial message directed at William Willoughby, the town's revered chief of police. When his second-in-command, Officer Dixon, an immature mother's boy with a penchant for violence, that's a way of describing him. Wow. It's not, that's not what I'd have said to describe oh. him. Oh, okay. I'd have said, a racist <laughs> gets involved. The battle is only exacerbated. See, that doesn't say, ha 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 comedy to me. I think, the thing about 
McDonald's writing is that he's always found comedy in like darker subject matters. Always about like his first feature film was a film called In Bruges, which you may have heard of. No. Okay, never mind. So In Bruges <laughs> is about um, two gangsters from I think Ireland, but they might be from London. They're Irish, but the boss is from London. Ah. Uh, and they go to Bruges, and one of them is gonna is being forced to kill the other because he accidentally shot a child. Whoops! And that's a comedy. Wow. <laughs> I mean, shooting children is hilarious. I've always said so. I've always said so. But yeah, I think... Well, I think that's nice in a way that it's... It was like life, isn't it? Yeah. You just... You, to cope, people find a funny and they... Oh, that's where a lot of the comedy in this is from. It's not like making fun of the situation. Yeah. It's people making Being, jokes because they're in would you, a tough time. Would you say that it is a drama that has moments of witty writing rather than a comedy? I think it's interesting. It's a film that I consider into... It's not like... Chicken Little, where it's two films smashed together. <laughs> but it's got two parts to it. So the first half, I would say, is a comedy, despite its dark subject matter. And then as we get further through the plot and things start unravelling, there are far fewer jokes and you start seeing it more as a drama. Okay. So it's sort of half and half. Yeah. 2% milk. Yeah, it's 2% milk. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I need strong bones. <laughs> Critically. <laughs> respond to that one <laughs> <laughs> critically the film did really well 90% on Rotten Tomatoes yeah. I should probably look somewhere else because Rotten Tomatoes is not technically a measure of how good a film is but a measure well, of how many critics liked it yeah so 90% on Rotten Tomatoes people uh, talk about its wit and its comedy and yeah. it's finding dark subject matter and comedy and other way around comedy and a dark subject matter yeah. and expertly balancing comedy and drama um, as well as it's brilliant encapsulation of a woman's rage. I don't fully know what that a means. A woman's <laughs> rage! Well, I can tell you that a woman's rage is strong. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, there is, however, another branch of criticism of this film. Right. Which we're going to have to talk to. Talk to? Talk about. We're going to talk to. We're directly to talk to it. <laughs> we're going to have to talk about um, after we've seen it a bit more, but that's okay. about how the film handles race and racism. And, well, you've already mentioned yes. there's a racist who is a key character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's difficult because I personally disagree with the criticism that the film does not handle race well. Oh, okay. But I can see where they're coming from in watching the film. I so see. it'll be interesting to see what you think having seen the film. Okay. Be prepared for that. <laughs> Speaking of how, critically, how it did critically, this film won a lot of awards. Wow. Um, so it won Oscars for Best Supporting best supporting Actor for Sam Rockwell and Best Actress for Frances McDormand. Uh-huh. They also won Golden Globes, BAFTAs and SAG Awards for the same things. Damn. Uh, it won at the Golden Globes Best Feature in the Drama category and Best Screenplay. And it personally won my award for the Best Film in that year's Oscar category. And that was a year that Get Out, Lady Bird and The Shape of Water were released. Oh, I know you like those. Yes, I really like those. Two of them are on the list. One of them I didn't put on. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> this is your list, mate. You go with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I was like defending myself for it. Yeah, it's your list. It's <laughs> <laughs> just an opinion. Just an opinion. <laughs> so are you excited for this one? I... Yeah, I think I think this is going to be probably one of those 
films whereas I probably wouldn't have taken it upon myself to watch the other two like I'm glad I've seen them but it wouldn't have been a choice like I wouldn't have been yeah. my choice but I think this one would have been like would be something that if I was like flicking through and saw the Netflix on the Netflix other film providers are available um, <laughs> we're not we're not <laughs> we're allowed to mention the names of companies <laughs> it was just for a funny oh I see um, <laughs> So if you saw it on Netflix... I, did, I didn't think I was going to be sued by <laughs> Amazon Prime. Oh, don't... Amazon Prime, they're, they're, they're fine letting you talk your way... But... God damn it. Other film company that I've not thought of. <laughs> Hulu? Joke. Hulu. They'll tear you to shreds. Disney Plus? They'll oh, rip you to shreds. Rip me to shreds. <laughs> um, yeah, so if I saw it, I think... I, I, I would like that from that description and from what I remember of seeing the trailer in 2017 yeah um, I would watch it so I'm I'm excited for that because I might find a film that's more my taste <laughs> um so any concerns though at all I mean I've put on waterproof mascara in the slight chance I may cry <laughs> because it's about the murders yeah it's just emotional. I, it's quite an emotional film. There are scenes where I come close to tears, and you know the only thing that can make me cry is the Muppets. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I would say I'm prepared for that, but I, I don't mind crying. Okay, I draw the line when I'm sobbing. <laughs> I cannot watch up again. I'm just going to quickly check. <laughs> I don't think up's on the list. No, up's not. No, I didn't put up on because I was too busy putting Inside Out on. <laughs> yep. So I did cry Inside Out as well. Oh my god, it gets me. Yep. <laughs> so I do cry at films, uh, but no, up, I, I wasn't just like, oh, a few tears roll down the face. I wasn't that good acting. It's like I'm heaving, going, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not good. Um, <laughs> so I can't watch that again. Well, um, I don't think this will bring you to that, but it's it's yeah. an emotional watch. Yeah, so that's fine. I but I like that. I like, to be fair, I cry too much for it to be like, oh, if I cry, that means it's a good film, good acting, because I cry a lot. <laughs> um, so, but I'll say, it, because this isn't a kid's film. Oh, like, no, yeah, this is our first move away from family pictures. This yeah. one's not for the family. <laughs> it, I'm worried that the plot's going to get me and that I'm going to be confuzzled. But. I will be there with you, you to can... help you through it the whole time. Exactly. Because there are some films that I've noticed that it's like, by the fourth watch, I'll be like, oh, now I fully get it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time to watch it four times. We do. I mean, I have time to watch it four you times. Don't. You have not got time to watch exactly. it four times. <laughs> I've got a list to be cracking on with. Um, but yes, I think I think it's going to be good. I think I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> So with that, I guess, let's go watch the film. To the movies! That's sure, why My not? My catchphrase. <laughs> Is that what gonna, I don't think you've to said the that. Movies. I don't think you've ever said that before. I haven't. It starts now. <laughs> it's nice to invent a catchphrase for yourself. Yep. <laughs> as long as you declare it to be one. This far into the podcast, and still not seen the film? How come, listener? It's the spoiler warning. That was the spoiler warning. Watch the film. Three billboards. Oh, I liked it. Good. <laughs> I did think that the sort of the blend of drama and comedy, it wasn't, I was going to say it wasn't laugh out loud comedy, but I did laugh out loud. <laughs> there was a moment that I just turned to you and you were like hiding your face to try and muffle your laughter. I was laughing. <laughs> the worst thing is I don't even remember which bit it no. was. No. <laughs> um, no, I tell you what, I do remember. Oh. It's when the ex-husband comes back, Charlie. Oh, yes. And they have a row. And... 
He's holding Mildred up by the throat. Yeah. And oh, I love this. She's got a cast list this week. Yeah. Because I realise <laughs> I don't know anyone's name. No, it's because I don't ever remember anyone's names. Oh, her son's not on this list. That's Just say her son. Her son. <laughs> and her son's got a knife. Yeah. To say, and like that image, and then is his nineteen-year-old girlfriend. Penelope. I think that's her name. Yeah, Penelope. <laughs> She walks in and it's like, oh, oh, sorry, is this an awkward moment? Or I'm in, am I interrupting? It was just like, this is a crime. <laughs> and it's, I think it's just the way she was, like she'd walked in on them, like having a really deep discussion. Yeah. And it's that in that really violent image, and I say it's referenced that he was abusive towards her. Yeah. Throughout, and it's just. And the the son very quickly picks up a knife because he knows that's the only way to stop him, and that's quite. A horrified, but they say she walks in and just says, <gasps> like, not, oh my god, what are you doing? But, I'm interrupting. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Should I go to the toilet? Should I, I'm so sorry. That, it just, it made me laugh so much because of how obscure it was. <laughs> and I just couldn't, I couldn't stop because I kept thinking of her face <laughs> and the kind of, her, the look. Yeah, her. her performance in almost every scene is brilliant she has some great facial oh, expressions yeah. her final moments when um francis mcdormand has gone to talk to them and asked did you really say baguettes and all that stuff and yeah. then leaves and she just smiles politely at yeah, her, at the her end eyes are so big and she's like ah. she's overjoyed that she's just been accepted and she's yeah. so stupid and i love her yeah <laughs> bless her um but i think that really powerful bit when he's like be nice to her yeah because it's like obviously he used to beat her but it's just like that he Obviously not doing that to her yet, yeah, maybe. Yeah, we can hope. <laughs> we can hope. But, um, She's so nice too. She's looking after the horses for the disabled people. Uh, the dis- I think the horses were disabled. No, I think it was horses for disabled. Because you got five from the zoo. And then she yeah. had the horses, that the disabled's right, she said. Oh, I thought the horses were disabled. I, I mean, thought they were disabled horses. <laughs> That's a lovely thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just shot those ones. They just, to be fair, I was thinking that. Yeah, I thought that blend of comedy and drama... I don't think I would have said comedy. No. I think I would have said it was witty. Yeah. I don't think I would have said it was comedy, but... The things that did make me laugh, well not laugh, but smirk, <laughs> were the fact that it's like, it isn't a, dra- it's not a gritty drama, it's not everything's done so smoothly and he, but no. there are blunders as it were, he yeah. tries the cool thing, he throws a thing in his mouth and he misses, Yeah. or he hand in your gun and your badge and he doesn't slam on the desk and walk out, he put your hands on his gun and then can't find his badge. <laughs> I think that, as you mentioned, and I think I said too, I think the thing the film was missing most was the harrowing story of Officer Dixon trying to find his badge. Yeah. I want to see... Where was it? Because that... it just turned up at the end. Like, that was solved. <laughs> we didn't get... that Because I said, where was that the whole... Because he said, I found it. And I went, where did you find it? And he went, I don't think it matters. I'm like, it matters to me. Because <laughs> where was it? Where it's, was it? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a Hollywood drama, if that makes sense. No, it's... It wasn't clean and crisp and kind of everything was, like, like I said, smooth. There were hiccups like that would happen in real life. Yeah. So it had this kind of true, real, like voice to it yeah which I think is quite it it contrasts so much to just the 
massive. <laughs> what a great story. <laughs> Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> um, it contrasts so much to the the violence, which is just so naught to a hundred. Oh yeah. <laughs> that is which isn't normal which which isn't that true to life that i've seen i, I mean have don't... you not drilled a hole in your dentist's thumb not yet i've accidentally bitten them wait what no <laughs> just a nibble you know when they're like it's just a nibble <laughs> you know that you like close your like my jaw was getting tired and they're like started shutting my mouth but like oh, no thing. no okay no i can just keep my mouth open because i'm not <laughs> my joints are 80 years old okay <laughs> Yeah, but like it was that. What was, she did things. Sorry, <laughs> but like she kicked the children. Yeah, that was just. It's it's one of those things, and I think it ties into the wider story. Like no one is ever punished for anything in this film, aside from Dixon getting fired, which yeah. he deserved, and we'll get into that later. Mm. Um, but like she kicks children in the twat. <laughs> I was going to say groin, but that's... <laughs> twat. And, and uh, she she burns down a police station. Yeah. Everyone's fully aware that she did it, but no one... Says... Well, it's that thing of... She burned it down, and... Oh no, my list is shut. Peter Dinklage? But yeah, I was going to go for the character name, but... Uh, James, I think James. his name. Yes. <laughs> and James says, oh no, she was me. And that's the end of the investigation into Hubert Dan... She's definitely has to be the prime suspect in this. Oh, 100%. And also, there is a... In films especially, but also in real life, there is a, like, boys in blue brotherhood thing. So it's one of their own. They'll go above and beyond. And it's like, their own police station got burnt down. Yeah. And they were just like, wow, we thought it was her. But she's got an alibi, which we haven't checked. It's certainly true. The two of them were walking together. That's that's how that worked. (laughs) They were both here at the time of the crime. I was watching Legally Blonde yesterday. Yep. And that has more of an understanding of what an alibi is than this film. And that's a comedy. Mm, (laughs) A proper comedy. It's one that we... We will be watching that eventually. Good. Um, (laughs) I know one of the... Songs from the musical, but other That's than that, lovely. I've never seen. We're going to move back to Princess. We're going to move. Not Princess Bride. Princess Bride. <laughs> Princess Bride. You've gone back on. Um, um, three billboards. Three billboards. Yeah, it, I I genuinely enjoyed it, and it's not one of those films that has like a major twist in it. No. That you wouldn't want to watch it again because you can't watch it without knowing the ending. If that makes sense. No, I mean this was the first film that I've had to rewatch for the list. Yeah, and because I, I watched it like three days ago, yeah, to just try and refresh myself on how it is, and specifically the racism stuff. Yeah, and I watched it again with you, and I was still just as enthralled. Yeah, I think it is one of those films that you can keep watching because it is just it isn't about the like a twist ending, or it's not about what happens as such. It's about the story is about the following and there are some things that didn't make sense like Dixon just suddenly having a new personality yeah maybe it was the kick in the head maybe I'm okay so I think what it's meant to be is like he's got this letter from um, Willoughby yeah he's he's read it he's told him to try and be a better person plus Martin McDonough 
clearly believes that even the worst people can do good things. Yeah. I don't read it as a redemption. No. <laughs> but he, he does he just... he threw a man out of a window. Yeah, he threw a man out of a window. Before the film, he tortured a black man in custody. Like, and there was no real evidence. Oh my God, that's... That was a line that made me smirk. Um, <laughs> because he wasn't saying that it didn't happen. He was saying that there was no real evidence. Willoughby is an interesting character for me, watching yeah. him. Because... On the one hand, he seems really reasonable. Yeah, and really but, nice. And, and then there's just like, he keeps Dixon in the police based on this assertion that he's a good person, of which we've seen no, no evidence. Absolutely none. <laughs> it was funny because like when he's like reading that note um, and it's like, oh, I know you're a good person even though you think that I don't think so. And I'm like, but why? Are you dumb? Like what? But, yeah, it's just... What, what was it about him? Well, okay. So the film does at no point say the police are good aside from briefly the new captain sheriff chief whatever arrives Truth. and says um we're not all the enemy yeah and i think that was sort of he's the new face he's the one who like he doesn't mess about he's like give me your gun and your badge yeah like but- that's it and that that was the end of it whereas I don't think Willoughby would have done that it would have been a sit down conversation of like what are you doing but like everyone else is very accepting yeah it will... and it's just very unusual and he's the only one that comes out and says like what, give me your gun and your badge like what did you think was going to happen it's, it's I think like as we've seen in recently the police are quite happy to protect their own if it comes to the crimes they commit while yeah. on the force and I think it do- it's talking about that and there's it's really scathing in places like there's mm. a single line where Mildred mentioned where they mention Willoughby mentions to Mildred that her husband used to be in the police and she goes ex-police officer ex-wife beater they're the same thing yeah and stuff like that and it's it's scathing in places and I feel like towards the end the film went Martin McDonald went oh god I've been possibly too cruel to the police here <laughs> or maybe this is never going to get made with what's happening in this film I need to be nicer to the police a bit maybe I do think it was more I think it was an attempt at kind of character development rather than an overall police yeah redemption I'm not no I don't think he's redeeming <laughs> because yeah. even when um the new chief comes in and fires Dixon. He doesn't arrest him after he saw him throw a man yeah. out of the window. I, I said, why is he not in cuffs? And you were like, wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it was that thing. Yes, he was immediately discharged. However, he wasn't arrested. Yeah. And even when he says, we're not the enemy, he go. He, there's no evidence to suggest this at this point. No. <laughs> I must say, though... Um, given the course that I am doing mm. <laughs> which ties in <laughs> the police are great and we love them yep <laughs> not, not that no but I mean the thing of we ran the DNA yeah like we had DNA we couldn't run it we tried we looked into it and sometimes there just aren't any leads and that from a forensic point of view that is sometimes the case and it is just that sometimes that's life where you don't get the guy who does it so so I don't think it went into enough because she said oh they're too busy like trick like kids that they're arresting like kids for being on skateboards and stuff rather than looking for my daughter's yeah. killer I think there needed to be for me at least a bit more of that kind of the explanation of their poor investigation for me to totally be on her side about it 
but I don't think we're meant to. But when he sat there, like there are just times where it's not that's not the case, and like there are they just don't have a break, and there isn't anything we can do. And it's just like yeah, that's how the world works. And she's like, it's all your fault. Yeah, I don't think we're meant to approve of her actions or think that she's because no one in this film is good. No. I mean, aside from James, who is Apart just... Apart from James, who the, is adorable. Just, yeah. Everyone in this film is kind of bad. I don't think at the end we're meant to go, oh... Good guys, um, bad guys. Sam Rockwell's become a good person. Francis McDormand is teaming up with him and they're going to go fight. Like, that's vigilante justice on something they are not certain of. They cannot be certain yeah. of. No, and it, it's... I'm saying it is this thing of he heard something and he thought it was him, but I know he's done something. He yeah. doesn't know what. He doesn't know to who. He doesn't know where knows vaguely when and it's I think I think they're both looking for this to make a difference to make them feel better that's what I yeah I think for me the moment that I when I was first watching the film and every time I watch it to be honest that I realised oh I don't think we're meant to think that uh and Mildred 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 (laughs) Mildred is um like doing the best thing possible here is when she's just like trying frantically to put out the fire with the extinguishers and when she like screams at her son to give her the fire extinguisher so she can do it and that's like oh this is just a really broken woman trying to to get something and to feel something has been done and to feel like she's not giving up feel like she's not doing nothing yeah like there are moments like when you lose someone that anyone not even in like horrific circumstances Mm. where it's just like I don't know what to do it's like I need something to do I can't just sit here and grieve. I can't just sit because that doesn't help. Yeah, we briefly get that with um, Willoughby's wife, don't we? When she's like, I don't know what to do the day after my husband has yeah, killed you, himself. What, what do you do the day after your husband commits suicide with your two children? Yeah. I don't know, theme park? I... Yeah, you know. <laughs> Let's go Disney, kids. Disney! That's the only thing <laughs> your you Your dad's dead, but here's Princess Jasmine! Yeah. <laughs> I... Yeah, so there is that, and I think... Even slightly in um, Dixon's mum, where like it's briefly mentioned that after his dad's yeah. death, he then looks after his mum, and his, you never see his mum stood up. <laughs> she no, she sat down the whole time. Yeah, no, she walks to the oh, she does to the city at one point. Yep, and then sits down. And then sits but down. I think <laughs> that is an extreme case of oh no, because she runs up to the door as well. Yeah, she's... but that's when she's terrified for her son. Yeah. We're making her sound like a decent... She's tremendously yeah. racist. Oh, 100%. <laughs> no, but I just mean that grieving yeah. and being stuck, whereas like, she's viewed as not doing anything, and then you've got um, Wilbur's wife, who... Willoughby, not Willoughby. Wilbur. Wilbur. My God, you are dying you names! <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> who is Wilbur? <laughs> <laughs> One day we will find a film that has Wilbur in. You'll call them Kid Wesley. Yeah, I will. Um... And she's very recently been bereaved. Yeah. She doesn't, and she's still in that phase of what am I going to do? So I think you see three different women yeah. in three different stages of grief. And I think they all take it differently. And obviously you can't, for Willoughby's one, you don't see it long enough to really know what becomes of it. But I do think, I know that she gets her own, everyone gets their own note. Yes. So she doesn't know what's in Mildred's note but she knows what's in hers and it was nothing to do with the billboard so I don't really I don't think she's angry at Mildred at all about the billboards I think she obviously she's upset but she's upset just at the fact that her husband has died and she just needs to take out the rage on someone 
anything. Yeah, I, I guess I, I totally understand that. And she was quite the kind of antagonist to her husband's life. And I get that. But in that note, I think it was such a personal reason. It had nothing to do with this massive like, news story. Yeah, I think also a lot of blame must be put on that reporter. Oh, 100%. Who, who goes to report on a suicide and decides to lay blame on someone. Well, she sort of does it sweepingly, like, oh, we do, we can't say at this time, could it be this, could it be that? Like, oh, there was talk of illness. It's like, no, he was dying. Like, it wasn't just an illness. Yeah. He was dying. And everyone in the town knew. It was like when he says... Yeah, when he's like, I've got cancer. Okay, and she's like, yeah, we know. Like, it's a small town, everyone knows. Yeah. So it's that thing of, like, also there's ratings and that. But it is, I think, the news, and, like, especially her as a reporter, is quite the driving force in this film. Yes. It's like they wouldn't have been burnt. Like, everyone keeps saying that it's a road that no one goes down. Like, what's the point? But we, yeah, we see it twice on the news. Yeah, and that's why they get burnt down. And I think that it draws attention because of the news. But that's kind of what she wanted. But it goes horribly wrong because no one's on her side about it. Yeah. it's Which I don't really understand because then that's that moment of someone pays... It... Where are you going? Do you want to? Do you want to try? Try again. We find out that Willoughby is yes. the one who paid for it, but then there is this moment of, oh, maybe there's someone else that this has happened to. Yeah. Is this where this story's going? And then it doesn't, and it's just like, oh, okay. No, everyone in this town is yay police, and oh, just stop. Yeah. About well, the dead s- girl. Yeah, it's a small town, I guess, in America, in clearly the past. With that, I said to you, when the, oh, I forgot to ask, when is this set? Because I kept getting vibes that it was old. I can't believe it's set in 2017, given how many people are comfortable using the N-word. Oh, yeah. Calling Peter Dinklage a midget, saying fag, that sort yeah. of thing. Like, I don't think it is set in the present. Not, no. So I, my, and they have flip phones and old cars. My guess is early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say I think it does seem older because it's a poor town in yeah. like a small little poor town in America, so everything is a bit yeah set back. So the cars are old and the phones are old and the TV is this tiny little yeah. like dial up thing. So I get it, but I think I don't think it matters to the main storyline. It doesn't really matter no. when it's set. It's about the people rather than the time but it was confusing like you said because it seems old but it's not really touched on touched it's worth <laughs> noting that the idea of the film came to Martin McDonough um, when he was dry, uh, on a bus going through Texas and saw billboards like the ones oh right and it was it took him 10 years to finish the script so it's plausible that it's set 10 years ago so 2007 yeah 2007 well I said to you that I like at the beginning I was like is this based on like true events? And you were like, mm. it's it's inspired by in a way that I'm not completely comfortable with this story of another person dying and billboards being put up. But like, there's no mention of not not that they needed mention of the true story, but like, it's kind of like someone else's grief is being utilized for your story. Yeah, and it's not mentioned because I I thought that the kind of I thought with a lot of films that are based on true events you get a thing at the end yeah or a note or there's something about what really like what really happened and there wasn't and I think 
like you said, that's there. There is a thing of writers and creatives finding inspiration in something, but that was more than inspiration. That was the basis for this film. That was okay. The other stuff around it about like the individual characters wasn't. It was just these billboards. But at the end of the day, that's the name of the film. Yeah, that's the driving force in this film. Like these billboards, what they do to this town, the coverage of them, how it had... It's not... It is about what happened to her daughter, but it's about her persistence of these... Yeah. How... That, that's seven months later that she's yeah. done she's this. She's putting up those billboards. She's and putting up these billboards. And I think if someone actually did that... Like we were saying, she's a broken woman. I think there should be more if this is true. Like, he saw these billboards. I think he should have done more. Yeah. To link the two. I I don't know that that is necessarily true. I am a little uncomfortable, obviously, with the use of someone else's suffering and pain for a story. But, I mean, I'm guilty of doing that as a writer. I've used other people's suffering for my stories. I find something that's happened and will write a script about that. Yeah, definitely. I think there is, like... Obviously, forever that that will happen. But I, I don't. Is that something specific, or is that a general? Yeah, it's it's more actually with one script I wrote a few years ago. It was very very specifically about one specific person, and I just changed the name. <laughs> um, not a person I know, so people who know me don't have to worry. But yeah, They're like oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the thing. It, I, and I, I I think that I can forgive it because the film it's not set in a real place. Ebbing's made up. Missouri's real, obviously. Really? <laughs> Is America even real? Uh, who knows? I've never been. Have you seen it? <laughs> no! <laughs> I believe it's just a fantasy land from films. One hundred percent. This is the new conspiracy theory of actually exist. <laughs> Flat Earthers, they're right, you know. Mm. America, just not there. <laughs> Absolutely not there. <laughs> yeah, so I think the fact that he made a fake town and he's clearly, like just these billboards were used I think is kind of forgivable if he'd gone more in depth with it it would have been a lot more disturbing yeah yeah I I, I do agree I'll say overall I think it was quite there were moments of I don't quite really understand where that like the guy who shows up and throws a rabbit at her that's the guy from there in the film who's in the bar yeah and then it's sort of got nothing yeah I'm not sure about it has nothing to do with him and it's just like right okay and then there seemed obviously the guy who puts up the billboard yes. who like stands off to the police about it and then after they're burned down he says they're like we've got spare ones yeah and then he puts them up again so there are obviously people that are on her side um, but it's just not the majority so it kind of doesn't really matter but that's so these random people that have well this sort of adverse effect like it's kind of caught between this is a small town everyone knows everyone Everyone knows what's happened to this girl. It's horrific. Nothing like this has happened before you... or since. This is this one horrific event that everyone has been like shocked by. And I get that the police are very respected, especially Willoughby. Yeah. Oh, God. So the fact that he's specifically called out is kind of the... Yeah. The offence that people take. But, like, what does the dentist care? Like, what does it matter? He says he's friends with Willoughby, or Willoughby has a lot of friends. Willoughby clearly doesn't care about him. No. He's like, I thought it was quite funny that you drilled a hole in the dentist's thumb. Just not... 
I don't care about dentists. And then he lets her go. Yeah. Well, because it's the, oh, his hand slipped and he's saying I did it. Oh, it's his word against mine kind of thing. And that's sort of, well, yeah, you're right. We can't really do much about that. But we're pretty sure, considering that you knew that he'd made a complaint. And anyway. Yeah. (laughs) So there are moments that are a bit like, oh, right, okay. How does that fit in anywhere? Why does that make sense? But I think overall was... I was enthralled. I did enjoy it. I, I was thoroughly entertained, and that's sort of what films are supposed to do, and kind of make you think. And big <laughs> thumbs up. Well done. Good, good job. It's interesting that you mentioned um, the guy who does the billboards, who brings yeah. the spares, because I think he ties into my only real problem with this film, which is I, as I've mentioned, disagree with the argument that they redeem a racist and that the film doesn't handle the racism very well. Yeah. But. If they're going to focus so much on a film about racist police officers, I would like if there were some black characters who didn't appear in, like, two scenes. Yeah. And they had a character beyond a purpose to Mildred's story. Yeah, I do think... Like I said about the investigation, there there isn't a lot... It's just like, they're bad, and then we move on. Yeah. It's like, take our word for it. And it's like, you don't see it happen. You don't see the effects of that. It's just about... Well, when um, her friend, the person who I think owns maybe the um, gift shop. Oh, that was another She gets out of prison and she's Denise. just. Yeah, Denise. She gets out of prison and she's just. I'm fine. Yeah, she's out of prison. She's been in prison for at least a week yeah. at this point under false charges. Like someone planted marijuana on her so they could arrest her. Yeah. And she's just out of prison. Yay! Yeah, I do think there was a lot of. Whoa! Like. Bring it back to Indiana Jones. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we I always manage to yeah but it's this thing of like oh they're Nazis so they're baddies yeah and it's that thing oh they're police officers and they're bad police officers like oh so like are we going to see that are they going to see the effect no 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 just take our word for it I think it can be assumed that there definitely are but it is a very much we kind of just they are bad we just kind of like Glazer, brush it off it's, rather it's, than like deal with the actual effects of this racism it's very <laughs> glazed over and I think that's one of the things that makes it feel old is the fact that this isn't an outrage everyone knows it and it's just like oh yeah 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 so that I think well part of me is like well that's not what this story is about yes so I understand why they didn't go into so much detail but I think they should have gone into at least some yeah if they're gonna bring it up if they're gonna make it a talking point if they're gonna make it a theme for this film yeah they needed to make more of it martin, absolutely martin mcdonough has this thing and it's it's i'd like all of his films a lot but he has this thing running through all of them where he like will put racism in the films without really addressing that racism exists maybe he's just a racist i am considering this at this point <laughs> <laughs> um like in, in in bruges there's a, another dwarf character um, who's there and he's yeah, it's odd because it's kind of joked about but he's never really showed any like horrific yeah so it's just sort of comments stuff so okay but then it's like you're embarrassed to be here you're, which I guess okay my thing as I mentioned he has a dwarf character in another film I think he just really likes putting dwarfs in films I wonder if it's like <laughs> Tick boxing. I wonder if it's like, oh, is, does your film draw about racism? Oh, absolutely. Does your film well, draw about yeah. disabilities? Oh, absolutely, it does. It's like it's it is very much. It felt very when I was watching it. I was like, I really like this film when I first watched it. But I was like, this is a film made for Oscars because yeah. it's trying so hard to address something that it didn't 
need to or really want to, I think. No, it was very <laughs> reluctant. I think it was, like I said, yeah, glazed over. It's like, oh, we're going to mention these issues, but nothing more. Yeah, it's. there are other films later in this list that deal with these things a lot better yeah. than this one does. For me, this film is a nice like palate cleanser to the, the um, like future of the, some of the films we'll touch on. It's sort of like a, yeah, this is like what we're going to touch on, but it's it's not going to like focus on it massively. Yeah. I do, yeah. I, I, as I was saying, he, he has this thing where, because the dwarf character in um, in Bruges is also a racist. He gets high with um, Colin Farrell's character and they get high and he starts talking about how there should be a race war between the white dwarves and the black dwarves. And <laughs> it's really uncomfortable scene. Yeah. And then his... Colin Farrell, the person who went to Bruce to with Colin Farrell, who was gonna, who's meant to kill him, turns out his wife was black, and that's right. just a thing. And it happens again in his other film, Seven, Seven Psychopaths, where uh, Christopher Walken's in it, and his wife just happens to be black, and it's like a major thing that they really focus on, without really going. Well, here's the thing. Like, there's no point to it. It's just, hey, there's a black wife in this. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And it's really like they fully shove it down your throat <laughs> yeah I think there is a difference between like shoving it in your face and addressing it it's yeah. just like this is a thing that we did look at the thing we did well even if it was just oh my wife is black and that's cool but it's like something that Martin really wants to, like you to focus on is the fact yeah. that he's got and they're all dead like black characters do not focus in his films they're just they, they yeah, are they're just there and they're, they're there props, to make really they're there to make a point yeah but the point doesn't really get made so it's like nah I was making those noises with my mouth. I just wanted to clarify a point we're making here. Um, it comes across a lot like we're saying that black people in films need to be there for a purpose. Uh, their blackness needs to be explained in film. And that's not true. Diversity is important in films and it's great. What we were trying to say is that Martin McDonough uses black characters as props and motivation for white characters without utilising them as actual people. Uh, and also he tends to write them in a way that feels like he's patting himself on the back for including the bare minimum of diversity. That's all. Back to the main podcast. I'm going to make mouth noises again. We are white people talking about this. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I think, because with regards to the um, Dixon stuff in this film, um, I do, like I said, think that I can see where they're coming from. So when it comes to the episode, I'm going to link articles about it into the description because it is worth looking into. Yeah, but with I just, regards to the film, <laughs> I just think a film that's about police not doing their jobs. Yeah, they didn't really talk about the police not doing their jobs. It wasn't really. It was like that was why she was doing it, and she knew it, and people kind of knew it. I think, but it wasn't really explored. I think that the police were doing their job. She's just nothing's happened with her case, and she's. Angry, about, angry it. about that, and you would be, wouldn't you? So that's well, yeah, obviously. But I think if they were trying to make that point of police officers are racist, police officers abuse people, yeah, police officers don't fully investigate crimes, and that's why it doesn't lead to arrests. Like they made these points, but then it was like, oh, but oh, they, they it's just they ran out of leads, yeah, and then oh, but. He beat up a white guy as well, so he's not really a racist. Oh, for the violence, oh no, he does get reprimanded for it, and 
oh, um, yep, we've dealt with all that, haven't it's, we? It's it is a like, very half-assed oh. film, and the more you say it, the less I like the film. <laughs> I came here really enjoying this film. <laughs> I sit in this chair and I talk about it and I pick it apart. And I think, well, this is the same thing that happened with Princess Bride. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> I didn't enjoy that film as much. But yeah, I think it is... Well, like, as a piece of cinema for entertainment and watching a film, it was good. Yes. But I think with anything, if you start picking it apart, you're not going to enjoy it. It's like why you don't like books that you studied at school. Because oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I love the books I studied at school. But you do them and you drill them and it, yeah. you end and up hating them. that's led me to, to love like A Thousand Splendid Sons and Wuthering Heights and Caroline Duffy's poetry. Okay, I do like Caroline Duffy's poetry. Exactly. I did it at college. <laughs> and it was of my own volition. I got to choose what I got to do. But like, I like Macbeth, but I wouldn't want to see it again because it's, I have to read it. It's the only on. Shakespeare play. That's not true. I like King Lear too. I just think Hamlet's shit. Okay, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> We've had discussions about this We've in the past. We've had discussions about yeah. this. <laughs> I just don't we like agree it. to disagree. <laughs> so, I said last week we weren't going to be able to talk about fashion, but we should touch on the fact that Frances McDormand doesn't change her doesn't outfit. Doesn't change her clothes. Like everyone else, different clothes the whole way through. She's wearing this jumpsuit the whole oh, time. <laughs> and putting my uh, little, I don't know, critical thinking cap on. <laughs> her daughter's room is the exact same as she left it. Yeah. I mean, that's probably a deliberate choice. Yeah. Shrining. <laughs> stuck in the past. What did you say first? Shrining. So oh, enshrined. Yeah. <laughs> to shrine. <laughs> shrining. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck did you just say? Not the shining. <laughs> um, so maybe it's like a nod to that. She's She doesn't evolve. She stays where she is. She's, that is a notable thing. She does not change throughout the film. That's... And these overalls, it's not. she's not vulnerable. She's like, she's covered up. She's working. She's always doing something. Damn, this is deep. Wee! I like this. Oh, thank you, I studied English. <laughs> so did I. I studied screenwriting. I'm, I'm a writer. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it's probably just shit, isn't it? <laughs> so, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you have any favourite parts, like, at all? Um, well, I, I did cry. I thought I would, and I did. Yeah, it's a good job you wore that uh, waterproof mascara. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, about the the note, that, whereas his wife is reading. Yeah. Um, the suicide note. So I did, got a little bit upset there. <laughs> death and all but yeah I think I'll say it did make me smile the note that he puts on he puts on a hood and he's just like don't look under this just call the boys and it is that thing he doesn't want his wife and his children to go through any more pain and they have this perfect night and they yeah. have this perfect day and that's it and that's so I say I thought it was beautiful in a way and I think but I mean he because he leaves the hospital they're like we're going to keep you in overnight and she says I'll get your coat and she said he said yeah I'm not staying and she said I'm not arguing I think they both know and they both have this acceptance that... Yeah. I mean, even when... Because he coughs blood on... Yeah. Mildred. Mildred's face. And he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. It's blood. And she's like, I know, sweetie. I know, it's fine. And like, really changes. And she does... You do see... I mean, she's not even that motherly to her own son. No, she just... Okay, my read of it is that she just genuinely... She doesn't have anything out for Willoughby. Or anyone, no. really, except maybe Dixon. Because yeah. she's shown to be one of the few people who aren't racist in this town. Yep. 
Um, arguably. She does feel a lot of joy saying the N-word. That oh. scene has a lot of fun with the N-word. Oh, yeah. And I'm not sure how to feel about it. But no. So she doesn't have anything out against Willoughby. It's just that she wants the case solved. Yeah, and it's just because he's the head of... He's in charge. That's why he's kind of... He's named and shamed. Because he should be in yeah. control of it. Animals. There were animals in this film. So I, I thought there I'd give you a bit of time it. to talk about the animals. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I liked the deer. But again, I liked that because that was quite a Hollywood thing of, oh, then a deer. I just put, but she says it how it is. Like, I know you're not her. Like, you're beautiful and thank you for coming here, but you're not her. Like, it wasn't a, oh, this is a sign it's well, her. My, I personally think that we are meant to see that as her and that it's just another step in her, in um, Mildred going, no, there's nothing I can do. The world is shit. No, I like my reading better. Your reading's better then. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> in my own. <laughs> um, so I, I say I liked that. And the tortoise that just didn't need to be there. But I loved him so much. Crawling onto her lap <laughs> like a dog. Loves a racist. You love a racist animal, don't I you? I love a racist animal. <laughs> Turns out, who knew? I say the horses that were just in the stable. You never see them like... No, but... They, they're not really... Yeah. I think... The horses, particularly, are just another thing that... It's just a little character thing that Will, Willoughby loves horses. He's got his horses. He's going to spend some and time it, with his horses. And it gives him a place to shoot himself in the head. Yeah. I wonder if he thought that through. But also, I think that's another thing of, like, this is a rural American... Yeah. Possibly, not now, horses in a stable at the bottom of your garden. Yeah. Um, yeah, and what was it? Oh, there was a picture of a bunny rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> and a ceramic rabbit. And a ceramic rabbit. I didn't like that ceramic rabbit. It didn't look very good. It didn't look very good. I liked the in the advertising place. Um, well. That's the film. Um, wow. <laughs> now my spirits have been dashed. So, uh, ratings? Ratings are fine. Ratings. Rating. You can give multiple if you want. <laughs> for the lighting, for the set, <laughs> costume. I think, I think a four. A four out of five. Four out of five. And I say, and I can't... I, I can see why it won so many awards for that genuine voice and that real thing and the way they blended tragedy and comedy, which is life, basically. I think that that was beautiful. Um, but there were some plot holes <laughs> and there were some things that it didn't do very well. So, over, I enjoyed it. I did pick it apart a bit. <laughs> a lot. But going on gut feeling and enjoyment, I think four. Cool. I actually would agree with you on that. Yeah. Because I don't think I can give it five. I, I would have when I first saw it. Because at the time I first saw it, I was like, That's, this is a pretty scaling point of view on the world and everything. Yeah. And the more I looked, I thought about the film in retrospect, the more I'm like, no, this isn't great. No, it doesn't really do anything about it. <laughs> it's just So like... yeah, I think I agree with you on four out of five because I do think it's a genuinely brilliant film. Yeah. And it still remains the one of the films from that Oscar season where I was like, that is my winner. Yeah, I Even... think it's just because it's different. And I think I think the thing is, 20 years ago, if they were just sort of Maybe not even that much. How old am I? <laughs> you're you're I 19. Twi- you're 20. I'm 20! Jesus <laughs> Christ! Your birthday just happened. It's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, think if, or if, I think if all it did was like highlight these issues, that would have been big. Yeah. But it came out in 2017. It needed to do more in 2017. More. So anyway... Anyway! <laughs> next week, I've been told 
by multiple viewers, by which I mean my parents. <laughs> <laughs> That's two! <laughs> two viewers that I should just tell people the film so they can watch it in advance of the next week's episode. I see, I see, I see. Which makes a lot more sense than just well, dropping a... Well, I mean, they don't have to listen to it as soon as it comes out. They could see what it's called. Should, I mean, yeah, but... And then do it. I'm good. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to okay. say, say the film, rather than like a wry hint. <laughs> I see. Uh, next week, we're going to watch, uh, we're going to have a great time laughing at Teenage Suicide when we watch Heathers. Yay! Woo! Do you want to do your cackle so I can end the episode on your cackle? <laughs> oh my god, you did it! <laughs> <laughs>